Welcome to Burn Offerings. Four years. Yeah, you pointed that out to me. I was not keeping track. I slipped on that. Yeah, uh, we've been doing this for four years, man. And, uh, we've met some cool people. Uh, Digitally, I guess. Virtually, yeah. Because yeah. I was gonna say all the guests we've had, we've known. No, I know, but I mean, like, just people that I guess listen to our show or whatever. We, oh, yeah. you know, super fucking cool people that we never would have known them maybe without this what we do so that's cool yeah we made some acquaintances along the way we have so shout out to you guys you know who you are this the usual suspects we love you um so we're gonna do a fucking movie that i'm really stoked that jared showed me this movie years ago and uh you know if you've made it this far on the internet, you've already clicked on our website and you know what the movie's going to be, so there's no suspense here. But uh, Zombie 3, man. Zombie 3. Zombie 3. The mess of a movie. Yeah, I'm going to try to... Zombie 3. I'm going to try to leave that uh, explanation up to you because this one's got... There's a lot of hands in the cookie jar when it comes to this uh, this whole scenario. Yeah. Um, I really like this movie, though. It's uh, this one that we're talking about, because there's four or five other movies that were tagged in different parts of the world as Zombie 3. Yeah, we're not. I'm not even going to dig into the whole zombie thing. This is like the the official Zombie 3. It is. But what is known as Zombie 3. Everyone needs to know that there was never officially a Zombie 1. In this... Fr- in this... This is a direct sequel to Zombie 2. Yeah, and Zombie 2 was called Zombie 2 because Dawn of the Dead was called Zombie in Italy. Correct. So they called this Zombie 2. Yeah. So technically, I guess which you Which is could why s- here it's called Zombie, which that automatically starts a clusterfuck. Yeah. Yeah. And then, because then people buy Zombie, knowing it is Fulci Zombie, then they come across a copy of Zombie 2, thinking it's a sequel to Fulci Zombie, and then realizing once they get it home, pop it in the VCR that it is in fact Fulci Zombie and they're like what the fuck's going on and this the internet wasn't around then so they're all confused they go black back to Blockbuster they start fucking hell with uh, Clerk they probably get thrown out now they're banned now their late fees they have are just gonna build up because they're not even allowed to go back into Blockbuster and they're out of snow caps fuck the world but yeah um, so along these uh, along this weird timeline we'll just keep it short and sweet on that front and just say that this is a sequel to Fulci's Zombie yeah, this was intended to be, and it was marketed as a sequel to Zombie, to Fulci Zombie. And the plot is completely different from Zombie 1. Yeah, and, it, and we'll touch on all that too. Yes, we will. Uh, this movie came out in 88, and uh, the first time I seen it, it was a, it was the original edited uh, version of it, and because of what we're going to get into later, there was, uh, like like I said, a lot of hands in the cookie jar. The different directors, it was handed off to different people. Fulci kind of started it. Fulci kind of got ill. Uh, like, not ill communication, but like sick. And stepped away, but then we're told that he just was getting pissed off and wasn't really agreeing with the direction that it was going. Yeah, that's kind of a whole thing, too. Yeah, so we'll get into that, too. But So there's actually initially three writers and directors for this movie, correct? 
Um, three directors. Writing wise, that's pretty straightforward. Okay. It was written by um, Cla- Claudio Fregasso was the writer. Him and his wife. His wife doesn't really actually get credited for it, but she, it's known that she, um, him and her, both wrote the script. Okay. Uh, so he's basically known as him and her are basically the the writers. Okay. And so it's they, known going in that they are the writers. That is the script. There's the story. Fulci's directing it initially. That's how that's going to get laid out. Okay. So that brings us to. Well, first let let's just say that uh, if you've ever seen the movie Hell of the Living Dead. I don't know if you want to jump there. Is there something you want to go before that? Because that's a part of the whole mess. I don't know. Like, Well, okay. So we'll just say Zombie 3 was going to get made. Full 2 is on board with it. Uh, the production company, Flora Films, we're going to do it. And they've already had ties in the Philippines. They've already had ties with um, Bruno Mattei and Claudio Fregasso. So they're like, bring you guys on. Fulci's directing. Mattei's like, I think, second unit director. Um Fregasso is going to do the story, make the script. Okay. Everybody at that point is even keel. They're all happy. They're all on board. Um, <laughs> as filming and all that starts and as everything going, Fulci doesn't like a fucking script. He feels it's weak. But he's not allowed to do rewrites. But they do revisions. Him and his daughter do some revisions. But so... This is where we can kind of take a sidestep. Fregasso and Matei both were involved with um, Zombie Creeping Flesh, which is Hell of the Living Dead virus. Right. They did that movie. And it really didn't go over too well. This fucking script is very similar to those that movie. It is. And a lot of people argue that Fulci smelled a rat. He saw what was going on, that they were basically getting their movie, trying to use this as an opportunity to get their movie on, remade. On a bigger platform. Basically, yeah. yeah. Like, same, pretty much the same storyline, but having Fulci direct it. Right. And this is where, and he's not, like, this is where Fulci kind of isn't happy. Um, he's not allowed to do rewrites. They're not letting him do rewrites, but he's kind of altering some things, but he's still like, fuck this. And this is where he departs. And it was initially saying that he left because he had illness, like he, he got sick, so he left. Fulci said in interviews later on that that was not the reason. He left because he was not happy. It was a shit fucking script. He right. didn't want to be a part of it. He didn't want to be around those people. But then there's also people saying that he said that to kind of save his career because going forward – if they saw him as a person who could, who might be getting ill, he's getting up there in age. Yeah. I mean, what was it? Eight years later, he died. Yeah. Uh, no. About yeah. Was it ninety six? Right. Ninety seven. Ninety seven. About ten, nine years. Yeah. So there's still like this weird thing going on there. Like, did it? Did was he sick? Was he just saying these things to save his career to an extent? I'm going on the side of. He didn't want to fucking be there. He didn't want to deal with these fucking people. Yeah. Um, coming off the coming off the coattails of Enigma. This yeah. was the this was the follow up after Enigma, which is a great film. 
I don't think you know right away he just was not feeling it. Yeah, he felt like it was going to put a fucking damper on his. Well, I mean, yeah, put a damper on it. There was already like horror was kind of falling out of uh, popularity, so you weren't getting people willing to throw money down to have you make a movie for him. Right. So he sees this shit script and he sees what's kind of going on, so he dips out, and that's when they uh, uh, Flora Films looks at and they find that he did like I think it was about 70 minutes footage yeah which ended up yeah yeah. by the time they got done it got cut down to like 40 or 50 minutes of what he shot yep and they bring in Matei and Fregasso to finish directing and it kind of there's still all speculation and arguments between the two to an extent who directed what yeah, between those two guys. Yeah, at one point, I can't remember who it was, but I think it was Fergasso. said, uh, yeah, I directed. It ended up being, like, all, like, the more action, splattery, better scenes. Yeah. Which left it as, like, Matei did, like, the boring scenes, and then it went, then you they would, there'd be an interview with Matei, and he'd say pretty much the fucking opposite. Yeah, yeah. They all agreed that Fulci did what Fulci did, and they all agreed that Fulci was awesome, but then they couldn't agree with anything else. And in the end product was it, it's considered a faulty film. They consider it a faulty uh, film paper, on paper. And honestly, if, if okay, if you watch, if you're a faulty fan and you've watched his movies, you can watch this movie and know right away this is not a fucking faulty movie. No, it has it has, um, you know, little tangents here and there where you could understand it. But if coming in blindly, this does not have the faulty feel to it. It doesn't have the shots. No, the camera angles, like his fucking uh, all the things he did. Um, even the score, which I don't even mind the fucking score. I actually like the score. The score's good. But it's not a fucking Fulci score. Not. Um, the scenes you see this in, you see more of it in, I should say, in how they did multiple different fucking angles, because everything else was kind of lazy, just one single shot, maybe yeah. two. The uh, the head flying out of the fridge. Yes. You see multiple, like, you kind of see him, which makes sense, because A, he shot it. B, he still claims that, well, did claim that he's proud of that. That's like he's one of the most creative things he came up with for that movie. It's a, yeah, it's a great scene. Did he shoot the uh, gas station scene? I am not 100% sure. Okay. Well, because that seems like that it's a standout segment of the movie for me. Yeah. That dude gets attacked by the birds and she goes in to get water and try to get help and to me that's the scene where it fucking all just starts that's where it kicks off yeah like you get the kind of setup you oh, kind of get what's going to happen yeah it's all dialogue and build up and then all of a sudden it's just like yeah yeah because it escalates pretty quickly at that point so um but yeah like as far as like the uh the innards of this whole thing i was going to leave the floor to you because you you pretty much know i have a good idea but um, I just wanted to say that, like, I I recently, since we were going to do this movie, I watched a, a revisioned, remastered version of the movie where the, because the original one I seen was edited, and a lot of the gore was cut out, mm-hmm. and you could tell the difference in quality of different scenes because it was actually like a pieced together movie from where Fulci just left and other guys took over 
Yeah, you said it was like uh, you could. You said it was kind of like the fucking uncut version, the original uncut version of My Bloody Valentine. Where yeah, it's like the spliced in gore was like raw footage. Yes. Yeah, it never was like uh, you know mastered or yeah. cleaned up, and I liked it then. And this was a long time ago for me. This was years ago. I seen it and I was like, oh, Zombie Three, and. It was weird because the first like scene, the opening scene with the the, the guy in the um, in the weird weird fucking incubator thing where they're like running tests on him and mm-hmm. his fucking face explodes, he pukes blood and like it, it's shot a certain way and then you get past that scene and then it's like a different quality of video and you notice the change throughout the movie and then I did some reading on it and realized that there was like fucking three directors and like okay. And then you know whatever, but this this new one that I've seen, everything looks the same. It's a it's a good flow, and all the gore's in it, and I appreciate it even more now. Uh, so I just wanted to point that out. I you know, I liked it when it was a shitty, spliced together, edited, shitty cut version. Absolutely, yeah, I thought it was still cool. So, oh yeah, I mean that with everything we said, like with still. You can still appreciate this movie. Oh yeah! Don't go into this movie expecting a, like Fulci masterpiece. Like no. he had very little in the 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 end result is very little Fulci, but it's still like it's a hundred percent like if you like Italian splatter films, mm-hmm. these, this you're gonna love this movie. Yeah, this is a hundred percent like have some friends over, drink some beers, watch a fucking movie. It's great. Yeah, like it's a good uh, um, outbreak zombie slash kind of thing. Yeah, this okay. it, this is a fucking mess and I get where Fulci <laughs> was coming from where he says like this script is a because like it's like an outbreak. He's testing uh, well, what's the name of the chemical they're testing? Death one. Death one. Testing death one and it's brings people back to life. Yes. Reanimates. Reanimates them. people. Um, and then homeboy comes and steals it when the scientist is like, I'm out, but I'll transport it to you guys so you can keep it safe. It, he, they get fucking hijacked, basically, and guys gets off with, with it, gets it on himself. Well, then it also deteriorates and starts infecting living people. Right. Okay. So then that happens. So that's how people start getting infected with it. So now it's like, well, is this a zombie movie? Is this an infection film? Then they do the whole military aspect that Romero pulled off in Day of the Dead. Yep. And the military guy's like, fucking, we found the person who's responsible for all this, like Patient Zero. They burn him. Well, now the fucking, it's in the air, so they ripped off fucking Return, uh, of, Return the of the Living Dead. Yep. But with less, with it making less sense because it's in the atmosphere, but nothing brought it down to Earth. There's no rain scenes. No so rain. it's just fucking there. Yeah. Yeah, that's strange, yeah. And then you'll see people where it's bringing the dead back, and then you see people where it's they got infected with it, and now they got, like, boils growing, yeah. whatever. And then all of a sudden there's this scene where the chick goes into the water, and then the guy jumps in and grabs her, and her legs are bitten off, and now she's infected and, like, acting like a zombie. It's like, dude, they're all over the fucking map with a continuity for how this universe is supposed to behave yeah it's, <laughs> it's very strange uh the uh let's just say the cause of why this is happening is very up in the air and left to the viewer to kind of figure it out because 
Like they kind of gave you the pieces, but they don't even live by their own rules. Right. Yeah. So it, like it, it, you got the the zombie aspect aspect, and then you got like the nightmare city, just infection, aspect. just infection uh, outbreak kind of thing. Uh, fucking purge. Like every the whole fucking world's going nuts, and no one knows what the fuck's going on because of a scientific reason. And then like you know the other half would be just the dead are coming back to life and eating motherfuckers. It's it's weird. So they they, they definitely bent all the rules there because there was no definitive. Why the fuck is this happening? Because they kind of went every direction with that. So. And then outside of what we already said, where this is basically just a retelling of Fragasso's and Matei's previous film. Yeah. They also kind of tap into. Another Romero film, The Crazies. Yes. With the whole aspect of like the military personnel and the the white hazmats. Yep. So they're fucking all over the place with yeah. this fucking thing. And yeah. I haven't like I how much of this cuz I don't know cuz I know shit, shit got changed. They did they did do some rewrites I think after Fulci left. I think they changed a couple things and Fulci obviously changed some things. But I want to know like how much of all these inspirations from every goddamn movie it had to do with zombies was was in the original script? Yeah, because I I would imagine that Fulci had a way different vision to walk away from a movie. I'm thinking Fulci jumped on this thing initially as okay, yes, we're gonna do a sequel to Zombie. Yep. On board with that, and he didn't see a script. But he was already signed on, and then saw the script, and he was like, "This is what? Yeah, <laughs> this doesn't make fucking sense. The story is all over the fucking place. Yeah. Everything about like they could even done like a simple cash grab and just basically remade Zombie and just switched a couple pieces around. Yeah, and they kind of just went uh, an extreme right with it. Yeah, and and the most of it I think comes from like what we pointed out was that the the two other directors that kind of took the reins after Fulci dipped out did Hell of the Living Dead in 1980, which was a year after Zombie, which was kind of like a virus outbreak um, movie. Yeah. But not very well made. But the concept was there. And then you watch this movie and it's the same fucking concept for most of it with Fulci's name attached to it and better probably a better budget better makeup better fucking everything so this was I'm guessing this was their Matei and uh, Fregasso yeah it was their way of being like well we can just fucking kind of rehash what we did with Hell of the Living Dead with Fulci's name tagged to it that's honestly kind of a shitty thing to do but a lot of people are like that's like that is a very popular opinion. Well, that's the way I feel. I mean, because there's nothing that's with with this. There's nothing that's been like nailed down. Is this is 100 percent what happened? Right. But a very popular opinion is Fulci smelled a rat and was like, "No, I'm out." Yeah. And in in you know, like I told you earlier in the day, this is this was Fulci has never critiqued any of his films. No. Ever, and this was the only one that he critiqued and did it in a negative way, publicly. I'm sure within he's he was like, eh, I'm not so happy about, which I don't see how that would be possible with all the masterpieces he put out. But if there was such a thing, this would be a dud 
in his eyes, in his catalog. Oh, he ripped it apart. Yeah, he fucking hates it, actually. So, Talk uh, shit about fucking uh, pretty much both of them. It's yeah. A and Fregasso. Yeah, so, I mean, there's... Yeah, so... But the end result for me, I love this movie. I think it's great. Even with all its loopholes and all its fucking, like, loose ends and shit. Yeah, if you like... If you strictly like Fulci and you don't like all the stuff that came because of him, like all the, like the lower-grade splatter Italian films, then mm-hmm. you probably aren't going to like this one. But if you just like Italian splatter fucking films, you will 100% like this fucking movie. Oh, there's some memorable uh, clips in this movie. Dude, there's actually... The way... There's like a few... like A lot of scenes, actually, where just the setup and the lighting and the way they set it up looks good. And it has a, it, it gives a really good fucking like atmospheric feel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the uh, it, there's some clever there's some clever shots and some clever scenarios, you know, that in this movie that kind of think outside the box a little bit. But I think that's just because there was three brains, basically. Kind of, you know what I mean? It wasn't just one guy. It was like three different people's ideas, and just out of it came. You know, a good movie, but with high points in it. So, you know what I mean? I honestly don't know everything that Fulci's shot that got in the movie, so I can't tell you what scene was or what wasn't, but it also probably helped where you could have kind of like not-so-great scenes shot by the other two, and then all of a sudden it goes into a scene shot by Fulci that looks good, and that's going to help carry you to the next scene right type of thing yeah yeah um so if you want to give us a rundown on i don't know like kind of how like uh did you want to get into like the the other zombie threes or no no okay i wasn't even gonna well i was just gonna yeah i was just gonna say that technically uh burial ground yeah see that's there was like all these unofficial zombie threes yeah, one, before this became a thing. Yeah, one came out like fifteen years before this one. Yeah, so there was a zombie three in seventy three. Before there was a zombie three in eighty eight. So just yeah, got we, fucking dumb. Yeah, maybe we just won't get into that, but I mean, because it's pretty confusing. Yeah. But. Okay, so so the the that movie that came out in seventy three that they called Zombie Three. What year did Zombie come out? Seventy nine. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> So, right reminder on that. Yeah. And somehow, it's somewhere in the world, uh, the living dead at Manchester Morgue. At some point. It was considered a zombie three, and so was Beyond the Living Dead and Return of the Zombies. That, yeah. would, that would be the 73 one. I mean, the, the whole zombie canon is a fucking clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah, it is. <clears throat> because just they started throwing that tag on movies <clears throat> to sell... To sell it. Mm-hmm. Fucking Monster Hunter, absurd. Fucking Anthropophagus 2 is considered Zombie 6. It is Zombie 6 and all those, yeah. Zombie 4 is Virgin Among the Living Dead. And also the official Zombie 4 is After Death. Correct. Which came out in the 80s. Yeah. So that's all we're going to say about that. <laughs> like, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to get into the zombie franchise because I, I don't even know if I remember all the shit from the zombie franchise. No, I just pretty much pointed out basically what I know so but you know it's a clusterfuck of a fucking series that 
shit that isn't even involved in it got the, their name slapped on it. That's basically all you need to know about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have many notes. I mean, uh, the star of this movie, Deeran Serafian. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like the main star, mm-hmm. soldier guy. Um, he he directed Death Warrant, which was a Van Damme movie from '90. Kind of cool. And then uh, the other guy that starred in this movie was also in the Wax Mask. That would be uh, oh the one uh, Massimo Vanni. Yeah. But if you've never seen that, definitely check that out. And uh, that's all I really got. Um, and honestly, I think unless I'm missing something, I think the other only other thing I was gonna kind of touch on with this movie because we, well, there's a couple maybe. We'll touch on this one. The fucking okay. Have you seen the fucking poster for this movie? Is like a collage of like five or six different things. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So, um, it's like the hand coming up out of like an island. And it looks all like whatever. So that initial thing of just the hand coming up was ripped off from a movie from 81 called Force 5. Wow. It was like a hand coming up out of an island. Okay. And then if you look at the if you if you look at it more, there's Freddy's eyes from Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Really? Those eyes right there? Stop it. Swear to god. There's um <laughs> Oh my god. There's uh, a chick from the absurd poster, the movie absurd. Yeah. One of the posters, there's the chick from that poster. Her face is there. And then... In the middle? Um, in the middle? Yeah, it's You're like right. a, a screaming face. And then there's also... Um, I think it's Peter Cushing from the 72 Tales from the Crypt. His face is on there as well. It looks like a native from like uh, either Cannibal Holocaust or one of those two are in there. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, here, let me show you this. And off to the right looks like either Leatherface or fucking... <laughs> This is weird. No, I'll show you. Because this one, I I, I, uh, I, I grabbed the image just so we, we have a good good comparison. Or so you can see exactly what everything's coming from. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's what I'm looking at, this yeah. Peter Cushing gig. Well, no shit. I guess that kind of fucking uh, explains the clusterfuck that this movie is, huh? They... <laughs> Well, we need a poster for it. Cool. Even just... the fucking poster artist was like half-assing it. Like, I'll just take other shit, which honestly isn't the first. You can look at uh, um, Lamberto Bava has used shit from Fulci's films and his posters. True. Like, I don't know if it's like an intentional just ripoff or if it's they hire an artist to do something and they, they're basically the amount of work they put in is the amount they're getting paid. Plus and if you're not paying me that much, I'm not making anything new. Correct. Plus, this was pre-internet, so it was kind of tough, and they were different releases in different countries. Yeah. Well, it's the same way fucking Tarantino could rip off a Korean film to do fucking uh, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Who the fuck knew back then? Yeah, true. It took, what, like 10, 15 years after that movie came out where people started calling him out on that shit? Yeah. It's almost like they're... Uh, it's almost like... Pringles Chips initial business idea was to make tennis balls but on the day that the tennis balls were supposed to show up potatoes did and they said fuck it cut them up and they're just real laid back company <laughs> yeah no it's uh 
I noticed that a lot, especially with Italian films. We touched on that with the Nightmare City with the Demon Queen and the oh yeah that same fucking uh, artwork. And this font is the same font from Enigma and Demons. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's like the same looking logo, kind of fucking. You know what I mean? If you're looking at it at a glance, Zombie Three, the way it's waves in and out and shit, looks like Enigma. So, yeah, same same lettering, same. <laughs> they're just riding coattails. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, no complaints from me on that. Mm. I mean, do what you got to do, man. But yeah, this is a great film. And um, I, I you, 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 what's your favorite scene, dude? I mine's really a given. I got two actually. Dude, I don't know. Fully. I don't know fully what my favorite scene is. There's, like, off-the-wall scenes. Like, the very end when he's jumping up to hang on to the copter and just out of nowhere fucking zombies pop up out of hay bales. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That is just ridiculous. Like, you couldn't have figured something else out. You couldn't have maybe had them coming from far away and then just they appeared they got closer quicker like that you could have done that you could have shown them in a back shot somewhere but no they're under hay just laying there like they're in, laying in wait get the yeah. fuck out of here like that's that lends into the lazy <laughs> filmmaking <laughs> yeah um and then also the like a ridiculous scene um when the chick's giving birth Oh, yeah. Dude comes up, starts ripping the fucking chick's face off who's helping her, which is all right. That, that works. But then the hand pops out. like It's supposed to be the baby's hand that comes out of the stomach of the pregnant woman, and it's a full-grown man's hand. Like, it's not a baby hand. It's like a full-grown man should be working like 9 to 5, making money and supporting families. <laughs> His hands look like that, so hers can look like this. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It's fucking crazy, man. Um yeah, there's a couple of weird kind of clips in here, man. The the, the gas station scene, though. That's a good one. That is a good one. Just the uh, the aggression. He comes out fucking swinging, literally. Yeah, you do not see that coming. No. You know, and, and, and it follows my other favorite scene, which is the birds. I love that bird scene. That yeah. whole bird scene is fucking, that's what sold me on this movie. It was the most memorable scene that I remember from watching the first original time I seen this movie was the edited version, and that's when the quality got better. It, it went from shitty quality to decent quality of the soldiers, like, catcalling the chicks on the road. Mm-hmm. And then when it goes to the dude and the chick in the car listening to the radio show... The quality got better, and then the bird thing happened. Um, maybe that's why it sticks out in my mind. But just the fact of being swarmed by fucking rabid birds, and then he just gets pecked like fucking a thousand times, and then his skin's boiling up, and he's all sick and fucking. Then she goes into the gas station. Then the shit gets real. It's like, whoa. And you're doing my my pre uh, like going into it like zombie movie. Any zombie movie I've seen before this one, they're like battling hordes of zombies. This one zombie could have took out a fucking army. That's how like <laughs> out of hand this one zombie was. This was like the end boss. It was. It really was, man. And he you was, caught him like 15 minutes into a movie. It's almost like he would put up a fight against five fucking people, you know? He was like... Man. Like when she walked into the gas station, there was like a fucking like... 
a station to build up on supplies, yeah. and then the music changed. That should have been the sign. Mm. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I like those two scenes the best out of the whole movie, probably. And the intro, when the dude like spits up the blood and they, they're like, what's going on? Kind of kicks off pretty cool. But after that, it's just kind of a formulaic, kind of just flows. Yeah, I mean, there's like, there's good standalone just like for Splatter fans, those oh, scenes. There's, yeah. Those are fucking spread out very well through this movie. Oh, and then there's the scene where the zombie's hanging. Yeah. That's cool, yeah. too. I like that one, too. But he was super fucking aggressive, too. Like, it shit escalated quickly. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fucking A, here we go. But, uh, yeah, great movie, man. I, I dig this movie. I throw it in uh, quite often, actually. Um, As one should, honestly. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Like, don't throw this in, like... Expecting a, a great Fulci film? No, not at all. Throw us in. Like, this is a fucking like. Honestly, this is a fucking party time. Cracking some cans. Yeah. Fucking movie. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, and it's just on mute with music going. I've done that a few times, man. Me too. Spinning man. records. Zombie three's on mute. <laughs> yeah, it's a great movie for that, man. Next thing I know, I'm like, my case is gone. Movie's about to be over. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many records I'm on. What's a? What side am I on? Of what record? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, definitely check it out. Um, it's been released several times. I think yeah. Severin just released it, what is it a, couple, a year or two ago. Uh, Blu-ray? Yeah. Um, trying to think who... I got what DVD, I got the DVD. The 2002... Uh, is it Blue... I, don't know. I can't remember who the fuck released the DVDs. I got, the, I got three, four, and five all by the same fucking company. I can't remember who the fuck they are. Yeah, my, a buddy of mine has that string too the after death after death um killing birds yeah birds of killing birds killing, killing birds? birds yeah yeah so uh, i'm sure eventually we'll do four and then killing birds why the fuck not might as well media blasters did the original yeah i think that's what i got 2002 and then severin in 2018 yeah so i got the media blaster dvds yeah and i think i got a couple do i got four and three or I got four I got a couple of my VHS, I think, too. I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen Killing Birds. I don't think so. No? I remember when the, the whole confusion, just initially the whole confusion, the bird scene in Zombie 3... Threw you... I don't remember I'm that threw you killing off, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking Killing Birds. Well, there was the fucking the birds in the third one, and then, and then the, everything that we're not going to get back into, I just was so fucking lost. I'm like, what? which zombie's which? You know, like... But I know I've seen four. I've seen After Death, and I don't think I've seen Killing Birds. I'm going to have to try to watch that. Yeah. I don't know. Is it good? or? I mean, it's 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 worth a watch. Yeah. Well, I'm going to watch it no matter what. But Yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah. I just don't know if, like, there's a like a, there's something that I don't know that everyone else does. Like, Zombie 5 is great, and I just don't know it yet. <laughs> but I've never heard anyone be like, dude, got to see Zombie 5. You know, so... I'm not going to hype anything up on you. Nah. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll form my own opinion. As I normally do. Right. So I was told earlier that you have you have been watching a fuck ton of movies. I have been watching uh, more than a few by a bunch. That's fucking awesome. That's all I've been doing, honestly. I took uh, I had uh, last Thursday, Friday off. And okay. And 
now with my company being bought up by another company, we now have these other days off that we normally wouldn't. So I had this past Monday off. Sweet. Normally don't, which was like, I can't remember what day it was, President's Day? It was. Yeah. So we had that off. So I had like five days off. It's been cold as fuck here. Yes. My house was built in the 1800s. Yes. The main floor, once it gets to like the teen temps, and we've gotten to like the negative numbers, my main floor is basically unlivable. Yes. So I've been living in my bedroom. I've slept downstairs. You've slept in my house with no heat. (laughs) I have, and I do not recommend. One out of five stars. Do not recommend. Like, you've been... Okay, so we've been hitting negative, like, five overnights. Mm -hmm. You've slept at my house, and with heat at my house, it's still... It's cold as fuck. It's not even hitting 50 degrees. So it's, like, in the 40s. Yeah. My downstairs with heat running. Yes. We have fucking... A, I have a boiler at my house. That's my life. Um, you've slept at my house when it's been hitting negative five and I had no heat. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and I just Very put like a space heater night. by my couch and said, here you go, man. <laughs> Here's like five blankets and a space heater. <laughs> yeah. Which... It, 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 with the with the uh, contending temperature to the space heater, that's like putting a Band-Aid on a fucking severed limb. Oh, yeah. I mean, it kind of does something, but it's still cold. It's bone-chilling. Because like, in Michigan here, just I'm not talking about your house. I'm talking just in general. It gets cold as fuck here, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. We have a few days a year where it's just inhumane. You can't let your dog out for more than, like, two, three minutes at a time. It's just so cold here. Like, Yeah, and my... It'll hurt six, you. Six-foot-tall windows, single-pane glass, oh, yeah. oh, wood yeah. frame, air leaks. Oh. I have three exterior doors. All have massive air leaks. Yeah. And because of how everything is, I can't just, like, nicely fucking fill the gaps. It's like I'd have, I just need to get all three... Exterior doors replaced. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna go on at a limb and say to replace just the main windows on my main floor is gonna be like 20k. Yeah, because they're six fucking feet. I can stand on the windowsill and they come up to like my eyes. <laughs> I'm like yeah. six two, six three. They're fucking huge. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is fucking stupid. I live in a historic district, so they have to be wood, wood. core or straight wood. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not made of money. No. And, and in Michigan, we only have, like, maybe one or two companies that actually can accommodate you with that. And they're all, like, Pella. Anderson. Like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I'm not dropping that. I don't want to drop that kind of money. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's fucking stupid. That's So, awesome. anyway, because of that, <laughs> I digress. I've been, like, living in my room. And I've been working in my room. So, I just start watching movies. It's basically a fucking video store with a, with a bed in it and a TV. That's actually not even... An exaggeration. No, I know. I have I know. three walls that are floor to ceiling shelves filled with movies. Yeah. All well, horror. 12 foot high ceiling. All horror on the wall. <laughs> the non horror are in a. Uh, uh, we're going to go four foot wide, three, fro- three drawer cabinet. Oh, yeah. Those are non horror. But my three walls <laughs> that are floor to ceiling. That's all 100% horror. <laughs> yeah, and that's where we're at now. I remember the first time I walked in your room fucking 11, 12 years ago. I was beside myself with joy. And it was mostly DVDs. A lot of tapes, but not like now. 
Yeah, my now tapes it's, grew. The tapes, I think, have surpa- maybe surpassed the DVDs. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, it's about even keel, actually. It's like a 50-50 split. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking movies in there, man. I think I uh, did a rough estimate, and this is actually an old rough estimate. I think I'm at like 2,000 DVDs oh, and yeah. about 600 VHS, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Question yeah. mark there. Well, the DVDs, I know we're a fucking... They're to the point where I don't have actually sh- shelf room anymore. No. Everything's being, like, stacked on top of each other, like, up to the ceiling. Yep. I'm running out of room. I need to, like, build another set of shelves. And now, like, the bedroom's basically just <laughs> walls of movies. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I've been laying up there, hanging out, watching movies. Um, we got into the conversation a couple weeks ago uh, about Giallos. Yes. And... Obviously, we both like them. Absolutely. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I've, I haven't seen as many as I want. I want to get to the point with them that I can kind of talk to them like we do, like slashers, like we've seen stupid amount. We can kind of contrast, compare, fucking pull some random shit out. Yeah. So I decided, what better way to make that happen than just actually start watching them? That's how that. That's how that works. So uh, last episode, I mentioned that Giallo Realm. Yeah. YouTube channel. Yeah, I'm going to fucking starting tomorrow. That was my starting point because I'm like, I kind of want to, instead of just watching what I have, which are, I watch them all, I think. I uh, just want to start kicking off with shit I don't own. So I watched um, Perversion, which is also known as A Diary of an Erotic Murderess. Okay. That was all right. Um, rewatched Eyeball. Excellent. Yeah, really good fucking movie. Um, rewatched Strip Nude for Your Killer. That's a classic. One of my fucking favorites. I've only seen it once. Uh, Slaughter Hotel, which actually I do own on VHS, but I never popped it in. Really? I actually watched it on uh, Jello Realm. Not horrible, but it's like they had an idea and didn't want to put a lot of effort into like the kills and just decided to splice in a lot of straight-up porn. Okay. Slaughter Hotel? Yeah. Okay. Was that 70s or 80s? 70s. Okay. Yeah, um, specify for the for the people listening and me too because, well, I don't, for me at least, if it's 70s or 80s because I'm, most of them are going to be 70s. I, I, I already know that. Or yeah. 60s or whatever. But um, there was some 80s gems in there. Mm-hmm. Even into the 90s, there was a few kind of stragglers that carried over that I, I guess I came across just looking shit up. But go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. All the Colors of the Dark. Yeah, nice. Which was 70s. Uh, Black Belly of the Tarantula. 70s, yeah. Rewatched the New York Ripper. Excellent. Which got me, as I was watching again, I was like, that's seriously, I've talked to you about this. That is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Like, not even just category wise. That is one of my favorite fucking movies. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say it's that's up there as it probably, because my tops change, but that's probably my favorite Fulci movie. But it got me thinking, like, man, I have not seen a giallo that really hits this level. Like, anything I've seen that has that's paled as, like, gory or sleazy, if it's they claim it's gory, it's usually just one ridiculous thing at the last 20 minutes. Right. Or if they say it's sleazy, it's usually spliced in porn scenes. Like, that doesn't 
doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I like, think New York Ripper has the that's a melting pot of all that. Yeah. So I'm like on this uh, I'm in this Giallo group on Facebook, and I don't really interact with any of the groups I'm in. I just kind of like linger. But I said, you know, I'm gonna throw this out there because I've, like, I've seen the conversations in this group. People kind of know their fucking shit in this group. So I pose the question: Are there any movies that have the same like? That are on par with the pacing, the sleaze, and the gore of New York Ripper. And a hundred plus comments later, the general consensus is pretty much no. Really? Yeah. You would think. People have thrown out movies. You would fucking think. They threw out ones I've seen, and I've been like, see, that doesn't. And they're like, yeah, I know, but it's pretty much the closest you're going to get. And then one dude who's, I don't know, he's a fucking, like, giallo fucking historian. He's straight up said he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, it's not going to get to that point. Close you're going to get is Giallo Venice. He's like, and then maybe this other movie. Um, fuck, I can't remember what it was called, but I haven't watched it yet. But he said, honestly, that's there's not much that's on that same level that's going to be that quality. Damn. Yeah, that's fucking hard to believe, isn't it? I'd assume, like, I, I get it. Like, it's a fucking faulty film. Yeah. And at that, like, he was, like, 80s. in his fucking pace. Yeah, there was nothing. There was, it's weird, too. Hasn't been fucking shit. It's wedged in between two movies that are not anywhere near that mm-hmm. in, in his. And it was the 81, and all the good slashers were coming out. Yeah. And before you go on, I just want to say the only movie I've ever seen that is on pace is Pieces. And it's not a Jalo. That see that came up in the conversation. I mean, because people I mean, started throwing in like you going to go into slashers, and I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, you can throw in Maniac, you can throw in yeah. uh, Nightmare. I'm like, and honestly, yeah. you can throw in Pieces if depending on how you want to look at that movie, because that movie's kind of a debate on is it a Jalo, is it a slasher? Yeah. And then this that actually came in because that dude who's like huge on Jalo said, well, honestly, Italians look at Nightmare as a Jalo. Really? And I'm like, I would have never said that. Me neither. But he, then he followed that up with, well, they also call, I can't remember what movie it was, but he's like, they also call this movie Giallo, so maybe we shouldn't take what they say as fucking yeah. gold. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, because, I mean, there's certain things. I've seen people list fucking um, Happy Birthday to Me as a Canadian Giallo. Uh, I think... A, it's a It's a blurred line. Because there there's, are some it, shots in that movie. There's a shit ton of stuff in that movie. And there's a shit ton of stuff it. in like 80s slashers where you can kind of point it as aspects of a giallo. Yeah. But I kind of feel like a lot of those movies don't. Those are those are slashers. Oh, they are. They're not giallos. They have aspects Pe- of. Pieces as a slasher. I look at pieces as a slasher. But it does have... Some people look at it as a Spanish giallo. Yeah. And I'm not going to argue that with them. Like, that's your opinion. I feel it's that's such a fucking fine line with it that it's both opinions are right. Yeah. I, you can't go wrong either way, but. That's it, how I look at it. Yeah. But just pieces as far as uh, the gore and the sleaze and the. I think it's on par. I don't think it's as good as New York Ripper. I like New York Ripper better than pieces, but pieces. It brings the gore and the sleaze and the whodunit and the fucking. And I think, honestly, that's the closest. And the plot twist at the end. Is, so. I think that's the closest you're going to get. And that's yep. kind of what I, my mind came to. Everything everybody else said that I've, at least the ones I've seen, didn't touch it. Mm-hmm. And the ones I didn't see, they kind of even admitted that it wasn't even going to be comparable. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, um, so I watched that. 
Uh, what have you done to Solange? That's a classic one, too. Yeah. Uh, Giallo in Venice, which is sleazy, uh, pretty gory. Really? But I, I noticed, like, okay, I have a bootleg DVD. I compared my running time on the DVD to the Scorpion Blu-ray that got released that I missed out on, and now it's going for a dumb amount of money. Oh, man. Which was uncut because they found an uncut print. Really? I'm off by, like, nine minutes. So there's nine minutes that I'm missing on my DVD. Mm, that's um, the good stuff. And that's the one that everybody said, like, Jail and Venice is the closest you're going to get. And I already watched it at that point. And I... From what I saw, I'm like, yeah, like, the majority of the fucking movies, like, sex, rape, sex, oh, it's rape, like, um, yeah, this something happens that isn't that horrible, and then it comes to the killer, like, the biggest thing is he saws off a chick's leg, and then the movie ends, basically, like, ten minutes after. Yeah, see, that's more and shock it, value. And that's what I said, like, I don't know if it's because I have a fucking cut DVD maybe I'm missing some shit Probably. I'm like it was still a good movie I still dug the movie yeah but that's what that's kind of the point I was getting at with my post I even throw it in the initial post was all the ones that say and they have like the gory aspect it's all at the very fucking end of the movie like one scene and that's basically what I saw on this okay well on that subject Deep Red what is it? Jello yeah? Mm-hmm. okay so what you just explained to me, watch the VHS copy that I have. Oh, do you have the Hatchet Murders? Yes, I do. That's yeah, that's got cut. It's the pointless. Fuck. It's fucking pointless. <laughs> you might as well fuck, watch, man. You might as well watch a fucking episode of Matlock because it's just people like trying to solve a mystery. It's just a fucking Paul McCartney lookalike oh, fucking my. trying to solve a mystery. Yeah, the dude from Wings is running around <laughs> trying to figure shit out. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So. <laughs> Great movie when it's when it's intact. Oh, it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Like I went and seen Simonetti last year and mm-hmm. he he did that he played that movie and did the live score with it with instruments and it was beautiful. It was great. But man, it's like I don't have any other copy but the Hatchet Murders. But yeah, I'm just glad you yeah. said it's a Jallo because I was always on the fence about that one. I was cause everyone. I, I guess it, yeah, it is. It's a Jallo. But I don't know much about it. I always considered it a slasher until Jallos became I'm like, okay, wait a minute. There's a whole subgenre that came before that. Like, I think. I mean, I've I've fallen to this too. I think a lot of people, when they don't know about giallos, if they see one that's very heavy in like kills and the gore, mm-hmm. they're gonna lump it into what they know. They know slashers, and that's very. I've said it before that a like giallos can be looked at as the Italian version of the American slasher. But yeah, because to a lot of extent they can be, and I think a lot of people in America who don't know Gialli are going to look at them, especially the ones that are more visceral fucking kills, and be like, "Well, that's a fucking slasher." Yeah, well, I, that's how I felt about Deep Red and a couple other movies too, like uh, New York Ripper. I remember years ago I, I asked you. I don't know if you remember this when we were working at Shar. I'm like, dude, fucking. I was just finding out what Jallos were at that point, and I'm like, that fits everything in that movie. Fits. I don't remember ever saying that. You did. I'm, I, I, I no, I'm gonna. It. I'm saying. I'm, I don't remember saying that, but I'm gonna take your word that I said that. Yeah, but then like, but before that, before I knew Jallo was a thing, it was it was a slasher movie. It was an Italian slasher movie. It was a Fulci slasher movie. 
I think I saw honestly. I think I saw um, New York Ripper before I saw really any other Jalla film. Yeah, I saw it before I saw anything Argento. I know that. I think bef- I saw Suspiria was the only Argento I saw. So I didn't see like Birds of Crystal Plumage, yeah. fucking Tenebra, yeah, any of that. Yeah, true. So I mean, that might have been when I like I said, when you don't know shit about. Yeah. Fucking Jallo films. Yep. You're just going to lump it in with what you know. Yeah, true story. Fucking slasher. So that's probably what that was. Fuck it. I sound dumb. I sounded dumb. Whatever. No, you didn't. It's just... Yeah, no, you're good. It's just at that time, I'm, I'm, you know, just not to bore anybody, but fuck, I'm like, Jallo, what the fuck is Jallo? And I start looking shit up. I'm like, oh, there's a whole slew of movies that came out in the 70s and 80s in Italy that's why we have slashers in America. Shit. I grew up loving movies. 60s. Yeah, even 60s, too. Yeah. Like the a f- fucking Peeping Tom. What the fuck was that? There you was know, a... Like, what is it? Somebody just posted in that fucking group that this past Valentine's Day was the... Fuck, I can't remember the movie that is considered the first film giallo, but it was like the huge anniversary. It was like black 60, and white. It was like 63. Yeah, it was a black and white movie. 62 uh, or 63 or something like that. Yeah. Was when it came out. I, I, I haven't seen it. I never checked it out. I find I I still notice I have a tendency to lean more towards the early mid to mid 70s ones yeah. because at that point Argento made Bird with the Crystal Plumage and that changed the whole fucking genre. Yeah. Yeah. With how a lot of that went. Yeah, that's definitely a staple, dude. So I feel like after that, you get the ones that are on par with like that that whole bird with crystal plumage type feel. Yeah. Before that, you still have you're gonna get like the kills and the sex aspect, but it's still gonna be more of a just murder mystery. Yeah. And when Argento made Bird, it was had the murder mystery, but he added fucking shit to it to the point when when he got made. Um, fuck, who was it? It wasn't Baba. I can't remember who it was. Baba had a few. Too. Was basically saying like, "This movie isn't a fucking giallo." I don't know what the fuck it is, and he basically was saying it wasn't a good movie. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it came out at a weird time, and then in a fucking like, I guess honestly, I guess Bird when it first came out, like it did bad in what uh, Rome, I think, and Argento's dad basically got it like, "Hey, play it here." play it in these other cities and they played it in these smaller cities and it just swelled up and got this huge fucking following oh it's a fucking and that just fucking drove it yeah it's a classic now yeah it has been for like 20 30 years um so okay let's see um i also watched blade in the blade in the dark blade in the dark fucking i watched that still like, love ago. that fucking movie it's great yeah uh your vice is a locked room and only i have the key fucking Martino did like I was always intrigued five by fucking one. movies, and that's like right in the middle, and it's fucking amazing. Um, rewatch Four Flies and Gray Velvet. That's a great one. See, that's that's been like almost over a decade since I've seen that. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Uh, Crimes of the Black Cat. That was pretty decent. Uh, the Strange Vice of Mrs. Ward. Ward. I watched that the other like two weeks ago too. Blew my mind. Didn't know this. That is also. Blade of the Ripper. Blade of the Ripper. That is also next and next victim. I thought Blade of the Ripper, Strange Vice, and Next Victim were three different movies. Yeah. 
I thought Blade of the River and Hands of the River were in Blade in the Dark. I <laughs> at one point I was just like, what? Which one's which? But yeah. So, um, Bava, Bava's son, Lamberto, did a movie in the 80s called Delirium. Yeah, Delirium. Watch that. Pre-Stage Fright? Post-Stage Fright. This was 88. One year after. Yeah. And it actually has the, um... The play director in Stage Fright. Okay. He's the photographer in Delirium. Gotcha. Um, Delirium, yeah. I think I've watched half of that once. It's got some fucking weird scenes because you see some stuff where, like, the through the killer's eyes and how the killer sees his victims. And it's like the one chick has, like, just her whole face is a giant eyeball. Really? And then another scene, yeah. he uh, sees his chick as, like, a bumblebee. Her whole head, like, she's wearing, like, a bee mask. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on that movie. I, I think I started watching it and I got fell asleep or something. She has fucking bananas. Turn the heat on. Um, let's see. Uh, so Sweet, So Dead. Which I think is also known as um, is it The Slasher is a Sex Maniac? And then just The Slasher. Yeah, it was it's pretty decent. It wasn't too bad. Um, Scorpion with two tails, which was another uh, Bava. This one was straight up like I got a feeling. It's the first time I ever seen this one. A the artwork is ripping off. Depending on which one you look at, is ripping off fucking the artwork from some uh, House by the Cemetery. Okay. Um, B if it's using the score through a lot of it from City of the Living Dead. Really? <laughs> I just feel like he was really trying to go for a fucking Fulci vibe through this whole fucking movie. <laughs> so that came out in the 80s then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, then I watched Plot of Fear, which was decent, and then uh, Death Steps in the Dark. And that's basically uh, the 20-whatever fucking almost 20 movies I've watched in the past week. Son of a bitch. That's great, though, man. Yeah, I got to... I gotta get on that. I'm fucking knocking them out. Yeah, that's good. Because that's a whole new realm I haven't really dipped into, man. I'm trying to do more, because like I've said, like we've talked about it. Like, yeah, we like them. Yeah. I don't know enough about... We haven't really covered... I mean, I guess you could... If you want to talk about Torso, yeah, and um, one, yeah. I think there's another one we covered that could be considered Giallo, but we haven't really delved into Giallos, and I've said it to you before, like I want to, but I don't feel comfortable doing it, because it's not a, it's not a genre that I've, I know a shit ton about. Right. Uh, fucking Nightmare Beach. Well, yeah, Nightmare Beach is people look at that as a uh, giallo, and I almost like I get it, but I almost look at it as it was his. Uh, it was Lindsay's like American slasher, like his Pretty way, well. his 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 uh, his slasher movie. This is stage right. Stage fright is hundred percent not a giallo. That is a fucking slasher film. I've heard that it's a giallo. That is not. I've a... read that it's a giallo. That is a fucking slasher film. It is a slasher film, and I think Nightmare Beach is a slasher film too. I do too. But I look see, at Nightmare that's Beach. That weird is a line though. I've heard people say Bay of Blood is a fucking giallo movie. Yeah, I mean, I think it is. 
It's a Giallo movie that stepped up the fucking, like, gore and kills, which led to what became the American Slasher. Yeah. Yeah, that was the launching pad for it. Yeah, for sure. So, well, I'm going to hop on that fucking uh, Giallo realm or whatever. It's good, dude. They yeah. fucking... I've seen a bunch of... I've seen there was a ton of movies on there, and there wasn't, like, 80 deleted ones, so... Yeah. I get the, I get the <laughs> feeling from people that they kind of... Uh, they might cycle through and upload new shit maybe get rid of some stuff but yeah there's like honestly there's a bunch on there I've never even fucking heard of yeah same here and I've had to like look up and I've seen mentioned on the Jalo group I'm in so that's cool yeah I'm gonna dip I'm gonna dip into that so uh, I haven't really watched anything extraordinary yeah uh, last night I watched the first two prom night movies uh Let's see. I'm trying to think. What the uh, fucking Living Dead at Manchester Morgue? Watch that twice. In I'm two just gonna days. say you could throw the second prom night in the garbage. Yeah, you never liked that. one. I've never fucking liked that movie. I like it. I can't. I can't deal with the fucking the little rockabilly snaps and twists. No, that's Slumber Party Massacre too. Oh wait, what do you say? Prom night. Prom night too. Yeah, you don't like that one either. Oh yeah, Hello Mary Lou. There you go. Prom night too. I'm a big fan of that movie. I like uh, it. I see. Here's the thing. Don't mind the movie actually. <laughs> Movie's not bad. Don't mind the movie. Absolutely hate the fucking title. Yeah, yeah. I hate those fucking rhyming fucking titles. Yeah, I hear you. I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. But like, yeah, so I watched uh, Prom Night 1 and 2 last night, and I, I want to, I don't know if I said it on the last episode, but I really want to take fucking 13 seconds out to really express how much respect I have for the first Prom Night. Yeah. I feel like that movie has just been fucking just manured because it's on every 12 movie bargain bin disc, that shitty remake cover of her holding the flowers. I just don't ever, if you really close your eyes and think about it, that movie is essential. It's, it's, it's not heavy on gore. It's not heavy on, you know, and it came out the same year as Friday the 13th and, you know, whatever. But motherfucker, do I love that first prom night. I love it so much. Yeah, it's great, man. All star I mean, cast. It's, it's a great movie. Um, I I feel like people go into that movie thinking it's going to be this huge fucking eighty slasher right. bath, mm-hmm. and it's it's not. It doesn't mean it's a horrible movie. And like I've seen that comic floating around where it's like, oh, severed head does not a good movie make. I know, I know. It's still a decent movie. Right. I love it. Um. What else have I watched? Uh, yeah, uh, Let Sleeping Corpses Lie, Living Dead at Manchester Morgue. It's one of my favorite fucking zombie movies. Yeah, I've watched that twice in two days. Uh, and then, I'm trying to think of any other horror that I've watched. I know that I watched all five of the first Rocky movies in one day, two days ago. Oh, yeah. I was getting po- I was getting like texts about those. Oh man, all day. I, I I put the first one in at like eleven thirty in the morning, and I think the last one ran until like nine. And then yesterday, the first three Rambo movies. So I've been kind of doing that just to fucking break it up a little bit. Put these other tapes that I never watched to. See, that's the thing. I don't know. Like, there's like there's a cluster of movies that I don't own at all. That you honestly, like, I have, like, five streaming services I pay for. Yeah. Like, was it Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime? I have Shudder and then Midnight Pulp, 
which those other two clearly wouldn't have these movies. But like Tubi. Yeah, I guess okay, Tubi. But fucking like whenever I want to watch like shit like that. Yeah. I could never fucking find a streaming. Yeah, no. I've looked It's like dude, I, I just need to fucking find like the cheap VHS or fucking the cheap DVDs of these fucking movies, like these like staple fucking films that I don't always want to watch, but when I want to watch, I should be able to just fucking put them in. Yeah. You'd think you'd be able to find them streaming somewhere, and I fucking never can. No. That's what's weird, too, man, about that. Like, when I started collecting VHS, it was definitely horror, but I definitely wasn't going to find... I made sure that I had all the Rambos, all the Rockies, all the Van Damme, all the Seagal, all the Chuck Norris. All I have all of them. All of them, dude. And I watch them all the fucking time. Up until they start to suck, whatever actor it is. I don't have any of the shitty Van Dams. I don't have any shitty... You don't got sidekicks? I have sidekicks, but it never gets watched because I don't like that movie. <laughs> I, I don't think... Oh, yeah, no, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like it when I was a kid, and I don't like it now for sure. I have the first three Karate Kids. I don't have that fucking Hillary Duff shit or whatever, whoever was in that Hillary one. Hillary Duff. Who the fuck was in the next Karate <laughs> Kids? Hillary Swank? Oh, whatever. I don't know who the fuck. <laughs> one of them, one of the Hillary's was in that one, and fucking that one sucked. Uh, the next Karate Kid? Yeah, the next Karate Kid. Yeah, so I mean, I, I just I, my my uh, collection is very heavy in like, non-horror. Dude, I think I'm... I, I, I realize I think you've kind of pointed this out to me that I'm weird when it comes to the ones I like on these like sets because yeah. I like I like Karate Kid 3 I do too like I get so annoyed when I had cable and it'd be like Karate Kid 1 Karate Kid 2 Karate Kid 1 and I'm like dude what the fuck play Karate Kid 3 I know and then they do the fucking Rocky and then they wouldn't play 5 yeah. I fucking love 5 yeah. everybody hates on 5 yeah, it grew on me. It's my least favorite in the series. But it's not a bad film. That's my uh, Takes Manhattan of that franchise. Dude, I fucking love it, dude. It's good. It's really good. Fucking when Tommy comes into the bar, mm-hmm. fucking punches Polly. Yep. Yeah, you knocked him down. Why don't you try knocking me down? Anytime. My ring's outside. And it just goes into fucking street fight. Yeah, but see, the, the thing about five though that really fucking grew on me was the was the street fight at the end when Mickey, you know, he. he I didn't hear no bell. Yeah. Get up, you son of a bitch. Because Mickey loves. Because Mickey loves you. Man, the fucking chills, dude. I'm like, dude, that whole day I was on fucking edge, dude. I could have lifted a Buick. Oh my god, five Rocky movies in a row. I think I, I think I fucking consumed like all the protein in this general tri-state area. It was nothing but like red meat and fucking like. <laughs> it was good. It was a good day. Um, so yeah, I did that, and I'm trying to think of anything else I watched. Uh, the Burning, just on Tubi the other day, just whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, that's about it, man. I don't think I watch shit all day. But like I, it's sometimes it's just like hours of Three's Company or. Yeah, I'm, I'm or, the same way. Like for the most part, if I'm not watching movies, I just put on like it's some shit that's just fucking playing. Just playing in the back, yeah. yeah. Just dicking around, and I watch hockey and shit too. So wrestling, whatever. But yeah, that's all I've been watching, man. Um, you been jamming anything? Uh, a couple, a couple. 
Um, went through uh, basically the whole Scum Raid discography. Scum Raid. Korean, like, raw punk, like, D-beat raw punk fucking band. Amazing. Ooh. They're fucking, like, top tier. Uh, played their 2012 demo. They did a, uh, in 2014, they did the Out of Order EP. And then 2015, Rip Up EP. And then they did their first LP in 2018 called Control. Spun all those fucking top tier the whole way through. Fuck yeah. Fucking amazing. They're still fucking going, too? From Korea. Uh, as far as I know, they're still they're still going. Last thing I listened to was 2018, so I don't know 100% if they have anything new since then. They, they, they might. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Uh, as far as I know, they're still active. Okay. So, uh, yeah, fucking amazing. And then um, the fucking Archagothis Coffee Grinder album. That one is... Dude, that one to me is like top fucking shelf. Like everybody with that band, they'll always point to like Canadian Horse or Dehumanizer. Yeah, those are the big ones. But fucking Coffee Grinder, the first song, which is Coffee Grinder... That gets you fucking going, man. Nice. <laughs> I love it. I love Archie Gothis, man. <coughs> I do. Then, then but I'm, I'm that guy, though. I'm just going to say that. I'm the Canadian horse, the human eye. Like the... That album's amazing, too, they though. They got so many fucking releases, though. It's just like those are the ones that stick out to me. So, Same thing with the, uh, the Gathicles, too, man. Oh, yeah. I stick with like the, the more well-known ones because I never claimed to be the mince guy or the grind guy, but... I have my favorites, but yeah, go ahead. But yeah, that's basically it, dude. And like that fucking album, which I've, if I if, if I remember correctly, I think Dan said that that album was basically he found a fucking file on his computer, a folder with all these tracks. Really? And they're like, he just fucking like, yeah, well, I got enough for a fucking album. Let's get this shit released. Sweet. I think that's how that went. Oh yeah. Which yeah, they're fucking they're they're raw and they're fucking good and they're fucking that first track, Coffee Grinder, is fucking amazing. I don't I've never heard anything bad from them cats, man. No, there's they've haven't done anything fucking bad. It's so fucking good, man. Um, and I'm trying to think. I did def- definitely wanted to say that uh, as of today or yesterday, it's two in the morning now. Uh, Friday, the nineteenth at like eight o'clock in the morning, Dope Lord dropped a new EP from Poland. Three-song EP, pretty cool uh, Doom stuff, and uh, that's about all, like, new shit, but uh, really been jamming the Doom stuff lately. That Spelljammer band have been jamming for, like, a week straight. Yeah? Yeah, they're old stuff, though. The new album hasn't dropped yet, but, like, their old stuff is way more, like, I kind of dip further into their catalog, and it's like their old shit's pretty much just really super fuzzy Doom I think they're getting the more psychedelic stuff now with that new stuff coming out, but that's what grabbed me initially. Yeah. Now I'm listening to the older shit. It's more, a little more crushing. It's a little more heavy. So I'm like, whoa, okay. Oh, yeah. And then uh, let's see. I think that's about it, man. There's some electric wizard in there. I've been jamming. So like, uh, when's the last time you heard Dope Throne, the, the album? Years. Oh, me being a <laughs> Doom guy, I stay away from it because it's that album. It's not cool to, like, listen to... I threw it on the other day and was like, oh, my fucking God, man. Like, it's it's that album. It's one of those albums, though, that... It, like, it's not like Metallica's Black. Metallica's Black album, like, 
the only reason it's got that fucking praise is because it was for the masses. Yeah, the radio play and shit. Um, Dope Throne has that praise just because of how fucking good that album actually fucking is. Yeah. And it was like, man, but this the whole fucking like Doom Resurgence thing that happened like 10 years ago or whatever. Yeah. And it was like everyone always fucking hailed that album. And it's like, you know, that and Holy Mountain and Dope Smokers. Fucking, yeah, like, those, those like group of albums became almost a meme. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's like almost a parody. But then like I throw it in without like being removed from it for so long. And you just forget how fucking phenomenal that album is it's fucking stupid how good that shit is mm. they never made a bad album and i know that that's their their fucking whatever their big album but like fuck man i'll put anything up against that shit dude you know like fuck me man so i jammed that the other day for sure and uh that's about it man it's been all doomed for like a week because i we've been doing the slander and like I, I do the new wave of traditional heavy metal, new album, fucking... I go off on the thing, whatever, but, like, I'm back into the slow and low, so, like, it's it's all, it's all fucking... Fucking living that doom life. Oh, God, man, yeah. Yeah, and these Matt Pike fucking videos that he's putting, like, he's, he's ridiculous. Like, I follow him on... He finally made an Instagram, and it's fucking everything you think it would be. It's Matt Pike drinking coffee and, like... Sitting by bonfires and chain smoking cigarettes. He doesn't do anything else anymore. And he's fucking hilarious. And he drives like a fucking seventies Camaro and shit. He's sweet as fuck, dude. Like <laughs> Oh my god, dude. He was air guitaring to his own music. And it was almost like he was having an out of body experience. It's fucking hilarious. He's just like some like someone's just recording him with a fucking cell phone, dude, and he's just in his living room with no shirt on, like fucking <laughs> body banging with like hugging out air guitar <laughs> <laughs> and he's feeling it you can tell dude it's great man so if you guys get bored man just fucking hop on instagram and follow matt pike from sleep just every day you'll be entertained he's fucking hilarious and it's matt pike dude so it's like reliving those glory days oh man he's like loving it man it'll just be him like stoking a fucking bonfire in his backyard or just drinking coffee in the morning it's like the best shit i've ever seen that day you know like Fuck yeah, so better than fucking uh uh I lost it. Okay, I blanked I blanked on his name. Fucking homeboy fucking telling you the weather. Telling you the weather. <laughs> he just like looked out his window and told you what the weather was. <laughs> Fuck, why am I blanking on his name? The director. Fucking him. Oh, Lynch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Yeah, Lynch. He did, like, Lynch's, like, weather of the day, whatever. Oh, yeah. He was just, like, look out the window and tell you what the weather was. Yeah, yeah, Lynch, uh... He's out, he's out there, dude. Oh, it's, like, rainy and overcast. Yep. Yep. Do you hear me? Can you hear me? God, the first time I watched, like, a interview with him, I'm like, that's how he talks. Yeah. That's what he sounds like. I did not expect that. Well, he's basically a mythological creature. I mean, until you really sit down and watch, you got to think pre-YouTube. What did people people didn't know who the fuck David Lynch was? There was no like, you know, Tom Savini had Scream Greats. The you know where yeah, he's just yeah. talking. You know, you, there was no David Lynch Scream Greats where he's just like, yeah. So my name's David Lynch. I chain smoke Marlboro Red One Hundreds, and I have an old phonograph from the '30s that I did the entire Eraserhead score with. And he, <laughs> I don't swear. I say like all shucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Oh my god! And then when you really, because the first time I got to like really dig in was the Inland Empire, the bonus footage of him, the making of, and it was like slash an interview. This was like oh six. Yeah. So it was like this guy's fucking everything you think he would be. He's out there, but a creative genius nonetheless. You know, but it's just like, man, you want to get into the mind of David Lynch, you're in for a ride, man, because he was scaring his fucking, he was scaring the actors and actresses. They didn't know, like, what what, what comes next. I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking crazy, man. So, yeah, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't, like, first time, like, I think I had to rewind the interview because I was like, whoa, this is, he sounds like a, like, Mid uh, middle of the country farmer, yeah, who hasn't seen anything outside of his farm. Oh, I know. In ever, right? And then I'm like, had to, like once I got like over that, I had to like, <laughs> start paying attention again. Oh, it definitely, yeah, it, it catches you because you're like, you wouldn't expect him. To, I expect him to be a little like just a little different, like weird. But I expect like, him to be kind of like, and, yeah, like. I've yeah. heard about him being weird, and I've obviously you watch his movies, so you know he's got to have some type of fucking like personality. Yeah. And then you just hear him talk, and then you just hear he's like, "Here's the fucking square." It's like G. Willikers and right by golly, and it's like, what this fucking guy is able to envision this yes. shit that he fucking filming. It's mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible, man. You seen that meme I sent you? The fucking uh, did you follow that page? I had no, I have not. Meme Holland Drive. Nope. They're all David Lynch memes, and that will complete your day every day. The straight story. I sent you that meme, dude. That it's so good. When you see the straight story, and it's like a dude fucking crying. Oh my god, it's just fucking. I can relate, dude. It's it's a, it's incredible. See, yeah. I haven't seen. I still haven't seen that one. Yeah, I, I to me though, you don't actually become a self-proclaimed. Lynch fan, so you get that one under your belt, because then you've explored all facets of his creativity. The Straight Story was released by Disney, yeah, and it's a it's a fucking feel good story. And if you don't know anything about Lynch and you don't know anything about anything, you're gonna walk away from that bawling your fucking eyes out, and it's gonna hit you right in the feels. And it's incredible that he can stretch his means and his creativity that far. Because if you put up straight story up against, like, the Lost Highway, you're getting two totally different ends of the spectrum, and he's that good to where he he, he pulled it off, dude. It's it's That just speaks volumes as to how fucking great that guy is. So there's there's our Lynch plug. So <laughs> fucking signed his first contract in painter's clothes because he just left painting a house. Yeah. For, that was a racer head, correct? Yeah. Yeah. He was painting a house and left to go sign the contracts. Yep. And went back to painting a fucking house. Oh man, I can't even imagine <laughs> what made eraser. Head. That's fucking nuts, man. Like, how do you debut with eraser head? And to to this day, that's probably my favorite Lynch film. It's fucking out of hand, dude. It's there's never going to be anything like that again. And what was it? It was uh for Elephant Man. Mel Brooks had a hand in Elephant Man. And when they were picking the directors, and he didn't know who the fuck David Lynch was, and then they showed him, he did it, he sat in a screening of a racer head. And the doors opened, and Lynch was outside. And the doors opened, and Mel Brooks came out and fucking hugged him. Wow. <laughs> and basically said, 
Yeah. <laughs> You're the director for fucking Elephant Man. That was like his second film, too. I think Elephant Man was. I think? It was. I think. Uh, Dennis, was it Dennis Hopper? Was the Elephant Man? No. Was he? De- no, Dennis Hopper wasn't the Elephant Man. For sure. Dennis Hopper was in fucking uh, Blue Velvet. He's in Speed. Yeah, well, yeah, he's in Speed. <laughs> <laughs> so is fucking it's Keanu Reeves, dude. Like, what are we doing here? What are we talking about Sandra Bullock. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was in it, too. Hey, tell the Wildcat to keep the wheel straight. <laughs> okay, Anthony Hopkins. Oh, Anthony Hopkins. Why did I say Dennis Hopper? I'm gonna say I don't think he was. No, Dennis in two Hopper of them. was Blue Velvet. It was uh, yeah. Anthony Pep's Blue Ribbon. Yeah, no, it was uh, Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs was the Elephant Man. Dennis Hopper was in Blue Velvet. Because I always thought that was weird. Like I seen Silence of the Lambs when I was a kid, and then years later watched the Elephant Man when I started getting into Lynch. And I'm like. Years prior, that was Anthony Hopkins, man. Like, excellent. I guess it kind of makes sense a little bit, right? So, <laughs> but uh, my cats are getting uh, restless. I know, fucking Tin Man's like he just wants circling, to be... just looking up at me. Yeah, but we he's got waiting mixed. for me to like give him an opening. Yeah, for him to like jump up on me. Yeah, we got mixing boards and laptops up here. He can't be up here. He's like, what's going on? But everyone out there, Tin Man, my cat says, what's up? <laughs> I got a fucking cheese tombstone pizza screaming my name. He just fucking stares at you? Yeah, that's all he does, usually. He <sighs> stares at me. But, yeah, that's all I got. I got nothing else to add to this conversation. Guys, definitely check out Zombie 3. It's on YouTube in really good resolution. Um... It's worth it. I don't really consider it 100% a bulgy film, but you're not going to leave the movie disappointed, I promise. No, no, it's not. A, <laughs> I don't consider it at all a bulgy film, and it is not disappointing in the least bit. No, it's good. It's a good movie. For all you uh, fucking doom metal guys out there, check out the new Dope Lord. It's good. And that's all I got, man. I think that's all we're doing. Here, guys. What that, that's all we doing? Oh, what I said? I said that's all we... Whatever, dude. We're fucking done. Yeah, whatever, Jared. We'll see you guys. <laughs> see ya.